This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you this morning at 7.30am. Apologies for those that I know will have not seen the messages, not seen the tweets, not seen the post, not seen my message at the end of yesterday's show. Uh, saying that today's show was slightly earlier than it usually is. And I know that some of you are tuning in at 8am going, what on earth, Tom? Why didn't you tell me? Well, I tried, okay? I really tried. I tried my best. I sent messages as many places as I could um, to try and let you know that today's show is slightly earlier. The reason why it's slightly earlier than usual is that Mikel Arteta's press conference is at 9am, meaning that I've got to start work at 8am, meaning I couldn't do the show usually at 8am, so we've moved it half an hour earlier. Don't worry. All will be back to normal tomorrow. It's not changing time in general. It's never going to be at this time as usual. It's always going to be at 8am unless there is a similar circumstance. So I start with my apologies. Okay, I apologize for that. But uh, thank you to those that you know are here and are live. Um, and of course, those that are catching up or maybe missed the message and are tuning in a little late. Uh, that's fine. Um, but thank you so much to you guys. Oh, Dave, Amira, Paul, Olawale. We've got Carl, we've got NSW, Chris, Temi. Uh, we've got Red Star, Angela, Bakary Lasagna, Roy. We've got uh, Mr. Ree, Wilson, Rich, Jacob. We've got uh, Louis, Gunner, Dave. We've got Pika Who, who didn't get the memo. Uh, we've got Valor, we've got Dave, uh, and plenty more of you guys and girls as well. Thank you so much for everyone that continues to tune in. It really is very much appreciated. So thank you uh, to everyone that continues um, to do so. And for those that have tuned in this morning, as well i'm sure plenty of you though will be catching up and i appreciate every single one of you if you could drop a like as well just it really does help us out if you could subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show i mean if anything this is an experiment in why consistency on youtube is a really really good thing um right let's jump shall we um i had a chat with gilberto silva 
Uh, Arsenal invincible, of course. Brazilian international World Cup winner, Premier League winner. Uh, I just spoke. I spoke with him uh, a few days ago. Our interview was released yesterday, uh, talking about mental health and about the impact of social media because he's becoming an ambassador for uh, the campaign against living miserably. Uh, and in that conversation, we also had a chat about the impact of that on the players, like Kai Havertz, like Aaron Ramsdale, and we also had a, a really good chat about Declan Rice and about how we Arsenal have finally got their successor to what Gilberto Silva was for Arsenal during that Invincibles period. So if you haven't yet given that a watch, please make sure you do. It's over on the Arsenal way, or you can read my article on the entire conversation with Gilberto. In fact, it's kind of a reduced section in the in the interview. So if you want to read it, you can. But if you want to listen to the entire thing, you can uh, do so on the Arsenal way's website as well. Um <laughs> uh, Spurs lost last night at home against West Ham United. Uh, two goals from Jared Bowen and James Ward-Prowse meant that Tottenham became the first team to take a 1-0 lead in their last five games and still not win any of them. Can you think of a more Spursy type thing to have happened? Because for me... I can't. <laughs> I mean, being named as like title challengers when Arsenal were being basically just shoved under the carpet at the start of the season and all of this, all of the stick that Arsenal were getting around Spurs and what they were doing. Goodness me, they are so Spursy. And uh, and we love it. We love them for it. We love Spurs being Spursy. It vindicates our, uh, our dislike, but it also vindicates our... Um, <laughs> what we've said in the past that we know is ultimately going to happen. And it continues to show that you don't need to worry, guys. Like You just don't... Like There was worry at the start of the season. Ange Postacoglu, a really like, likeable manager, crazy tactics, was getting loads of praise, was getting beaten 4-1 by Chelsea and still getting praise. And look what's happened. And I remember after that Chelsea game, I was being told by pundits and other people that apparently Spurs could take more from that 4-1 result than, than Chelsea could. And uh, in the end, I don't think Spurs have won a game since, have they not? Uh, I don't think they've won a game since. So yeah, amazing, amazing stats for Spurs. And it leaves them in a position in the Premier League where by the end of the following weekend, they could fall as low as ninth in the table. Um, they could. If they lose their game, um, I think they're playing against it. Newcastle they've got next. Um, I think they do. They do indeed. If they lose their game against Newcastle and clubs like West Ham and Brighton um, win their games, then things will change dramatically uh, for them as well. So just to give you a bit of a roundup of the table, because not only did uh, Spurs win, but Newcastle also lost Everton with a massive, massive victory for them. A huge, huge win. 3-0 goals from McNeil, Decore and Beto. Really hammered in the mistakes of Jordan, of Kieran Trippier, uh, who had an absolute nightmare at right back, making some very high profile mistakes. Um, maybe Tino Livramento will be looking at why he's not playing at right back as much. Uh, their left back situation obviously is causing him to come in, but I think he'll be eyeing that right back slot very soon. But yes, should West Ham beat Fulham, should Brighton beat Burnley, and should Newcastle beat Tottenham, Spurs could end up as low as ninth in the table, depending upon how results fall and how goals are scored in those games. Manchester United as well will be playing against Bournemouth as well. So uh, very interesting to see where Spurs are 
come the end of this weekend. Title challenging Tottenham. Where are they going to be come Monday? I guess we will have to wait and see. Uh, now, moving more into Arsenal-related territory, uh, David Ornstein has been having a conversation uh, with The Athletic, or he does these Q&A sections, and he says it's, it's highly unlikely that Arsenal will allow Aaron Ramsdale to leave the club in January on loan. Uh, it would need to be a significant uh, bid. I mean, let me read you the exact quote from his Q&A on The Athletic. He says, I don't think Arsenal would allow a loan, only a permanent, and that would need to be of a level of fee that gives the proper finances to play with. And I'm not aware of any movement on that front yet. Of course, Ramsdale wants and needs to be playing. But I hear, unsurprisingly, that he has been training well and been a model pro. Ideally for Arsenal, this would be addressed in the summer. Now, I reported, obviously, a few weeks back now, a couple of weeks back now, that that an approach by a lower uh, Premier League side in the bottom half had been turned down um, to Ramsdale. And that he, of course, is and continues to be exceptionally professional in training as well. So whether a move will be coming to the fore for Ramsdale in January remains to be seen. However, uh, Aaron Ramsdale's situation continues to be pretty fluid. Uh, A lot of fans are calling for him to start the game this weekend on Saturday uh, against... Aston Villa. Oh, I forgot we were playing for a second. Um, but uh, I would be very, very surprised indeed to see that happen. So, Aaron Ramsdale, I'd be shocked. Um, yeah, I'd be very, very shocked indeed to see if Aaron Ramsdale is in the team. But uh, his future remains very much up in the air. And our final story of the day is that Arsenal have been linked with a move for sporting striker Victor Goyaqueres. Um, He has been linked with a move according to the records in Portugal. Uh, He's been a very, very good player for Sporting this season. He moved from Coventry City, believe it or not. And the Swedish striker has been having a fantastic season out there. He scored 15 goals in 17 games so far across all competitions in the Liga Portugal, uh, in the Europa League, in the Allianz Cup, at the Taka de Portugal as well. Uh, 15 goals in 17 games and seven assists as well in uh, in the league, he's got nine and 11 with four assists. So he's averaging a goal contribution better than a goal a game right now. He is obviously one of the more taller strikers. He would be a very different profile to what Arsenal already have. And he is, of course, a Swedish international as well. He's got five goals in 19 games for the national side. Is he the different type of centre-forward that Arsenal might want? I'm not sure. But obviously, I think that there is certainly other arguments that Arsenal already have kind of a tall centre-forward in Kai Havertz. So is it worth Arsenal going into the market to try and sign a player that is not necessarily going to be an upgrade on what Gabriel Jesus brings us? I'm not sure. Is it worth going into the market to bring us something different, a different profile? Uh, There is a buyout clause of 100 million euros. I imagine if he was to be sold by Sporting, it would be for significantly less than that. But let's wait and see what ends up happening. Right, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat book, shall we? I can see there's a lot of people moaning about the times. Uh, as I said at the start of the show, Mikel Arteta's press conference is early this morning. It's at nine, which means I'm starting work at eight. Um, so I couldn't do the show at eight and I wanted to bring you a show. So I better do it half an hour early than not have a show for you guys at all. Um, so that's why the show is starting early. Don't worry, I'll be back to the usual time 
tomorrow. I did try and warn everyone. I left messages on Twitter. I left messages in the community tab on YouTube as well yesterday. I said it at the end of yesterday's show. And still there are people going, why are you live now? <laughs> so I tried. I really did. I tried to tell as many people as I could. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Not everybody got the memo, it seems. Um, and Jorgen says, yeah, I'm not really awake yet. I'm not. I'm, this is the tiredest I've probably been for one of these shows. I had to go up extra early to sort the show out as well. Um, let's go to uh, Marcus says, is Edu going to go after anyone called Victor? Hopefully not Meldrew. <laughs> Oh. Uh, uh, love me forever says uh that's that's a nice name uh wow it's like the time changed it's almost 3 36 at home a.m yeah that's ridiculous some people tuning in at these times i respect your your commitment i really do uh, amira says what would you classify as an established number two turner wasn't a good enough number two and rare and rams there were good uh are too good to be number twos do you think a goalkeeper older than the age of 30 that will be able to adapt to arteta's style would be the right one. Yeah, I think that that's the way forwards. There are a number of goalkeepers out there that I think that Arsenal maybe could target. I think Victor Castiles um, at Wolfsburg. I think that... Uh, is it Victor Castiles? It's not Victor. It's very Victor Benitez at PSV. But Castiles at Wolfsburg is certainly uh, the other one that I'd look to. Uh, Rulli as well, Argentinian goalkeeper at Ajax at the moment. Maybe he would fancy a move to Arsenal. Any of these players might fancy a move and a step up to play for Arsenal, play in the Champions League. Um, you know, if, if indeed Arteta decides to use those players as kind of rotational figures, but at least be at Arsenal and, and maybe have a bit of a wage increase as well to convince them to come to Arsenal and be Arsenal's number two. Even though they're not going to be a number one at the club, they might be earning more money at Arsenal compared to some of the clubs that they're at as well. So I think there are some goalkeepers that maybe over the age of 30 would suit Arsenal. Uh, and replace one of the two goalkeepers that we have now to make the, make sure we have an established kind of hierarchy at the club. Um, Tom says, some guy on Twitter, which is obviously the fulcrum of all reliable transfer sources, says that we're negotiating a 5 million loan and 50 million option to buy Ivan Tony. I'm not keen on the player either, but regardless of being fully made up, would you consider this? No, because I don't want Ivan Tony. <laughs> um, so it doesn't matter how much he costs. If it was 30 million, I wouldn't buy him. Um, Arsenal need to go and buy the right players. It's never necessarily about how much they cost. It's mainly for me, it's always going to be for me as a priority about what the player is, who the player is and what they bring to the team and what the other options are. So it's not about necessarily even how much they are. It is more so about the the player, the quality of player that we get through the door and, and whether or not it's the right player to sign. And I don't think that Tony is. Um Michael says, does Mikel have his meeting with the PGML before or after the press today? His hearing was yesterday, Michael. Um, his hearing with the FA was yesterday. So we should be able to get a and some insight into what is going on regarding his potential, if any, punishment, charge, consequence from those Newcastle comments. Uh, and also, uh, Michael says, do you think that Arteta risks a touchline suspension depending on the outcome of said meeting? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. That is one of the potential um, punishments that he could face. He could face a ban. He could face a touchline ban. He could face a suspension. He could face a fine. You know, it could be a number of things. He could get a slap on the wrist. We will have to wait and see. Um, but after the comments made by the likes of Roberto De Zerbi and the fact that he got a slap on the wrist for those comments, yeah, it's it's very interesting to see what they're going to do. Could it mean that he's in the stands for the games against Villa and, of course, now Brighton, maybe even an extra one against Liverpool? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but, uh, yeah, we should get a result of that uh, that hearing. 
hopefully very, very soon indeed. Uh, JP says, do you think there's anything the club can do to change the low-brow narrative slash attack on Arteta by the media because it's having a tangible effect on the undeserved yellow cards and what can the club do? club can't do anything, I'm afraid, JP, about the way that Arteta is perceived, the way he's talked about. All that can happen is actually it's more on the part of those that... And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com are defenders of Arteta in the media that can fight back. Like, I do my best to try and bring objective, grounded perspectives on things regarding the manager, regarding my thoughts on him. I'll be critical when I think I need to be critical, but I'll be grounded when I think I need to be grounded. So, you know, and, and people obviously say things like talk sport are quite critical of Arteta. Well, this this audio goes out on Talk Sports Fan Network. So we are providing that balance as well to a lot of the criticisms that Arteta can face on outlets. So it's worth remembering that. Uh, Zach says, Tom, I've taken a long break from watching the morning shows just because I've had so much going on lately. But watching Arsenal has kept me sane and driving me crazy during some games as well. Zach, I think it's really important to take breaks. And, you know, I'm never going to sit here as uh, looking at things as a business and going, no, I want you to tune into every single show because it benefits us. No, it's important to take breaks. It's important to take control of your life and if you need to take a break from something to do that you know so i recommend it and uh fair play to you for doing it and welcome back good to see you in the chat box Zach. uh alan says question can we keep the show at 7 30 uk as it's only 1 30 a.m here in galveston texas uh, afraid not it will be returning to the usual time of 8 a.m in the uk and i assume that's 2 a.m over there in texas so sorry about that alan um it is going to keep you staying up another half an hour later you can catch up remember um, you can you can watch this back as well. Um, Chris says, Tom, did you see Fabianski for West Ham? Still doing levels in his mid to late 30s. De Gea would be a good level number two. As for a striker, I want to go all out for Mbappe. Um, De Gea for me is not it. I think that if Arsenal bring in a goalkeeper, you need to be, be able to bring in one that has the ability to distribute. And that's the, why the, Man United, the reason why Man United got rid of De Gea is his distribution is not good enough. And if we have a spell where David Raya is out injured, it's, it's not ideal. Um, but uh, but maybe I'll be proven wrong if that's what Arsenal do. But it seems that Newcastle might be the team that are going in for David De Gea. Um, oh, Dave says, what about Watkins for Jesus? Again, not for me. I prefer Watkins to Tony. Um, but again, I just think that it's the wrong profile of centre-forward for Arsenal to be going in for. And he says, a twice-relegated goalkeeper revived by Arsenal now wants to call the shots. There's no gratefulness. I don't think Ramsdale wants to call the shots, Andy. I don't think that's the case at all, uh, to be honest. He wants to play like any player wants to play. The perception of, of Ramsdale by some supporters, I think, is so skewed and wrong. Ramsdale has acted and been utterly and entirely professional as an individual. You know, he, 
you can't speak for what others around him are doing or saying. He has been an utter and absolute professional in training. He's continued to perform in training. He's continued to, to attend and be on time. He's not kicked up a fuss. He has just worked hard, trained hard, and played to the best of his ability when he's played. So the 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 idea of this smear campaign from some on Ramsdale's character, I find utterly disrespectful to him and utterly detached from the reality of what he is and who he is as a goalkeeper. So, no, take it from me. You know, we've certainly... I, I have, you know, a source that has certainly told me plenty about his, his behaviour in training, and it's very, very good. And it's very, very good indeed. Nartera has never said a bad word about Ramsdale either. It's worth pointing out too. Uh, Mark says, Tom, I've finally seen some commentators indicating that we're looking at possibly getting Yusuf Fafana from Monaco. Can you tell us anything about the status of our efforts? I can't tell you anything, Mark, other than the interest that Arsenal have been watching the guy, that they've obviously seen the guy. They have him on a, you know, a database of a lot of players that they like. But regarding any conversations with Monaco or anything with the player's agent, I'm completely unaware of, of anything like that. I don't think Arsenal have made a move yet if they do. So... Uh, I have seen people start talking about him as a potential option. You know, I've been talking about him for quite some time. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything regarding anything tangible to grab onto regarding Yusuf Fafana. Um, oh, Dave says, I think a phone call would have been nice. I don't know what that's in regards to. Um, <laughs> um, and that was a combined 11 talk, not a swap. Regarding what? I could th- I, my head's completely gone blank on what this is in relation to. Uh, Chilo says, uh, do we still have a better chance to win the league this year at the, this point of the season compared to last season? I think so. I think what Arsenal are doing this year is growing. They're building. You know, We hit our peak very early and then trailed off towards the end of last season. It feels very much like we're building. You know, It feels like we're very much moving in a positive direction rather than necessarily you know, doing really, really well at the start and then having to trade off like we did last year. So I would argue, yes. Yes, I do think that. Uh, Jürgen says, uh, am I the only one that has to listen to your show twice? First time, the live chat, and the second, just to listen to you. You might not be. I know that some people tune into the show at 8 a.m. just because they want to chat to people in the chat box. I think that's great. I think that's, I think that's wonderful that people do that. I think it shows and highlights, Jürgen, the, the community that we've got here, that people just tune in to have a chat, completely ignore everything I'm saying, and and have a chat with people in the chat box. I think that's great. You know, and that's why we have the Discord server. The Discord server is an extension of the chat box. And if you'd like to become a member and support the channel, you can join that Discord server by becoming an expert member or a TGT ambassador. So, yeah, I think it's absolutely worth investing your time into. Uh, Chris says, if I was Ramsdale, I'd be telling my dad to not talk and stop doing interviews, to be honest. It's Aaron's career, not his dad's. And he comes across as one of the parents living through his kids. Um, that's a little bit disrespectful i understand the um the sentiment of it and i know that you're not alone in that sentiment and to be honest you know i i agree in a sense that i think that nick said too much at times um that wasn't needed i think he can certainly voice his own frustrations in the sense of you know wishing that his son was playing um but i don't necessarily think that the comments have have entirely been helpful and by the way all the the, the heat that sophie got regarding doing that interview i thought was despicable and frankly like just it was just wasn't right like Sophie at the end of the day is a journalist it is a journalist job to get exclusives to speak to people to get sources to you know it's it's a journalist job it's like um did you see Jurgen Klopp's interview um the other day on Amazon and where the presenter made a 
a little quip about it being Jurgen Klopp's favourite kickoff time at 12.30 and Klopp just just completely laid into him. Like I, I have an element of empathy for Klopp because obviously Liverpool have suffered with a lot of injuries and those early kickoff times have hit them hard. Um, but it was just a little quip. You know, I, I really... And like at the end of the day, this is a presenter's career. I haven't seen the presenter too much and I don't want to be uh, ignorant of their career, but I've not seen them too much on on too many channels. So I don't know whether or not this was a really big opportunity for that presenter or not. And they've made a little quip, which, you know, presenters do make jokes. I mean, you look at some of the shows these days across like CBS and NBC and, um, you know, even in the Premier League senses on and TNT sports and things like that. There's camaraderie, there's jokes. They try to make it entertaining. There's a lot more clip type things going on on TikTok and on YouTube. And for that reason, I think that, you know, you want to, there's an is an input. There's an influence. There's an encouragement to to make those little quips. But I don't think it was entirely disrespectful that it warranted Klopp's response in that way. I, I thought that was very much over the top, especially considering they just won the game. Like it wasn't out of context that they they'd lost, and then you were joking around with Klopp. They just won two nil, you know, to continue their fight towards the title. So I thought that was, um, yeah, I, I I really do think that. Uh, I really do think that was a little bit unfair of, of Klopp. I understand why he was annoyed and I understand his situation, but I just, yeah, I I wasn't too keen on on the way in which he put that journalist in, in that position, to be fair. Uh, Amira says, to be fair to Nick, that interview wasn't some exclusive. There was the outrage first, two times he was on uh, HS, maybe not the best time for a public chat, but still, again, um, it's... <laughs> If it's more down to Nick than it is to Sophie to have those conversations, you know, it's it's Sophie's, uh, it's it's within Sophie's right to to do a show if she wants to do a show on that, and if the person has said they're up for doing a show, then fair play for doing it. It's it's is what it is. You know, I I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone that runs a channel that was given the opportunity of of speaking to someone close to the players, um, and then choose not to do it. You know, I really do think you'd struggle. So. Um, there you go. Uh, let's go to boom, 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 boom. Indeed, Marcus, uh, spot on. We love the Queen. Leave her alone. Indeed, you leave Sophie alone. <laughs> uh, Morgie says Tom uh, Rice is the new Gilberto with a large pinch of Vieira and a touch of Xhaka. Utterly perfect for Arsenal and a steal at 105 million pounds. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Um, let's go to Hussein, who says, uh, would you keep Partey until the summer? I don't think it would be wise to send him in January. Might as well use him in the season whenever we can. I think if there's a chance to bring in a good midfielder like a Fafana um, in that window, you know, I would. Yeah, I'd be open to selling. If, if selling Partey means we can sign Fafana, I absolutely would do that deal. I think that Fafana's reliability, his age, makes it a lot more attractive a move to make. We're losing Partey for the African Cup of Nations as well, of course, too. Um, so it's, it's more games he's not going to be there for. And I think that Yusuf Fafana coming in would be a great asset for the long-term investment of Arsenal. And you can't rely on Partey because his his fitness record is is really poor. Is really, really poor. Um, Paul says, can we just take a second to laugh at Spurs? We've got one point from a possible 15 whilst quietly being top of the table always. And we had a good laugh at them earlier on in the show as well. So do make sure you rewind. Uh, JP says, anyone have time to do a VAR compilation of all the issues like shirt pulls in the box and give examples of given and not given? It would be hilarious content. Yeah, the inconsistencies that would be shown from that would be ridiculous. Uh, Benji says, Tom, which of our out-of-favour midfielders injured and not playing plays their way into the squad first? 
probably Jorginho um, is probably the one who's, who's closest to the team at the moment um, in terms of not starting games. So probably Jorginho. And then maybe Smith Rowe, once he's out, once he comes back into the fold very soon, you'd have to think it was him. But I suppose the obvious one is, is Thomas Partey, really, because when he gets fit, he would play. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest indication of a player. There you go. Um Let's go to Boss says, would you say that we're missing part A? Because I'm not going to lie. I forgot that we even had him. I think we are in some cases, yeah. But obviously nowhere near as much as we did when we didn't have him in previous seasons. But we do. Um, we, we do miss him at some times, yes. Um, but not like anywhere close to what we missed him last time around. Um, Chris says, what are the other channels that you go on to? called uh i've seen okay been seen a few obviously hybrid squads always a pleasure to join sophie harry's chronicles of aguna dan potts's 12th man podcast um who else do i go on to i'm gonna start the gunas pod obviously sometimes when i get a call up very right my doesn't really ask me on anymore you know i don't know why just doesn't just doesn't ask me on i think he thinks he's too big time now to be honest um so he doesn't really ask me on to the gunas pod anymore it's shame it's real shame that man his hubris knows no bounds at all. Uh, the Arsenal Way is obviously our channel over at football.london. It's not my channel. People keep saying to me, what's happened to the, the, the Arsenal Way? Like, I run it. I don't run it. <laughs> I'm just a presenter on it. So, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I don't go on over there. But beyond that, um, obviously, I've been on, on the Arsecast with Andrew a couple of times. I've been on with Elliot on the Vision a couple of times. Um, I think that's about it, I think. There was a period when I was doing like three shows, four shows in a day or something like that. So, yeah, uh, I have cut back on doing a lot of things. And uh, p- people do reach out and ask me to go on channels. And, you know, if I'm free, I often will. But I have tried to really cut down on on channels. DG Deludaguna, I've been on his channel quite a few times. Um, Hugh Wizzy back in the day when we used to do those watch-alongs together before I started my new job. But yeah, it's uh, and judges, yes, indeed, Marcus. I've been on judges' channel as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've tried to cut down on it a bit more because obviously, I think family is really important, and I want to spend more time in the evenings with with the misses. So uh, it's important to you know to spread your time in the best best possible way. So that's why we've not doing it. Uh, Mark says, check out a different knock. Uh, solid analysis, well presented, but no particip- no participation like the Guna talk. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, I, I hear they do very good work. I've caught, I've caught a couple of shows um, and aware that they do some good things. So yeah, for sure. Um, and Tom says, Tom is going to do Strictly Come Dancing. Yes, one day. One day we'll reach, we'll reach a level where uh, I get the call up to... <laughs> Strictly come down. Can you imagine? I'd be so rigid. Like I'd be, uh, <laughs> I'd be so bad at that. It would be very funny, very funny indeed. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. It's very much appreciated. I know that some people are going to be checking and tuning in at like eight and thinking, "Where's the show?" It was right here. You missed it. It was half an hour earlier than usual. The reason being is because I need to start work in a couple of minutes' time because uh, Mikel Arteta's press conference is at nine. So apologies for those that have tuned in. Uh, unknowingly missing today's show. The reason why was Mikel Arteta's press conference is early today, so I start work at eight, meaning I couldn't do the show. But I didn't want to leave you without a show, and so therefore I got up even earlier to do one for you. So thank you for listening. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.